0: brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hello and welcome back to NO and JB Sports Pedigree. We are here to provide some insight on a wide variety of sports topics. We got a lot to do tonight. We're going to talk about some NBA, uh, some hoops, maybe some NFL, who knows where we might go today. Um, definitely going to give you some perspective and some real honest opinion, but most importantly we're going to have some fun. Hopefully you will have fun as well and uh, don't want to waste any more time here, let's let's dig right in. I'm JB.
1: And I am the one and only N.O.
0: Oh, he said it this time, all right. <laughs>
1: Before we get started,
0: N.O., I got a shout out uh, to local Runway Barber Beauty Lounge, located at 3851 Kevin Way, in, right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. You can get designs, locks, fades, braids, and a whole lot more, or you can hit up my man Wood uh, directly and schedule an appointment at his website woodthebarber.com or you can hit him up on Instagram at woodthebarber317. Check him out.
1: Shout out to that man Wood. Uh, JB. Yes sir. JB, yeah. we are we are finally complete. We're done. We have fully amassed ourselves in our top five NBA squads of all time. Point guard, yes, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, the way we defined it. Um, and now we're going to Kind of take a peek at our squads.
0: Yeah, uh, let's mean, break it down a little bit.
1: Meaning numbers-wise, we'll all, you know, I'll say my number fives, my fours all the way down to one, JB will, and then we'll kind of see how the squads compete with each other.
0: All right. You want to start? Let's hear your, your five squad.
1: My five squad ended up being Walt Frazier at the point, Clay Thompson was the two. Shout-out to Klay for just recently returning. Yeah, yeah. Dr. J at the three. Carl Malone at the four and Bill Russell at the five. Okay. Number five squad JB. All
0: right. I had Isaiah, the Mongoose at the point. I also had Clay Thompson. I had Clay Thompson as well uh, at the two. So that's, that's a bit of a wash had Scotty, Scotty Pippen at the three. I also had Carl Malone at the four. So also a wash. And then I had Akeem the dream at center.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not gonna get on your dome too hard about having a team <laughs> about having a team that low, considering the, the skills he brought to the table. But yeah, uh, just looking at just looking at those number five squads, I think that they're very comparable, just like pretty much all of these squads are gonna be. They are. Um,
0: I would say, you know, for instance, I've got Scotty. You don't even have Scotty on your list. Similar not. to how you have Walt as your point guard, I don't even have him on mine. So that's kind yeah. of washed too, in a way.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, and, then, and then, so that, then looking at that ahead. five, just, well, just looking at that five position, Bill Russell, Hakeem mm-hmm. Olajuwon, you know, Bill playing in the much older era where there weren't a lot of, let's just say, skilled bigs in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that your number five center is going to dominate my number five center. Right,
0: and then, you know, honestly, you've got Dr. J, uh, which you know, I would certainly take over Scotty, um, as I did on my list. Uh, but I think I'd also take Isaiah over Walt personally. Okay. So there you, you know, I th- I, I, I'd I'd give my team just a little slight edge.
1: All right. Well, speaking Alright. of I- taking Isaiah over Walt, let's look. Let's move forward to the number four Alright. squads. Which Go ahead four. with your. Go ahead with yours first, JB. So
0: my number four, uh, I've got your boy Steph Curry at point. Hey. All right. Got Jer- Jerry West at the two. Kawhi Leonard at the three, Dirk Nowitzki at the four, and I've got Bill Russell at, at the, the center spot for my number four team.
1: So we have a wash at the small forward and power forward positions. Yes, with we do. Kawhi Leonard and Dirk Nowitzki. I had Isaiah Thomas as my point guard. Reggie Miller is the two, and Wilt Chamberlain as my number five. You know, um, mm. the recurring theme, obviously, for me at the center position is gonna be me feeling like, and, and let me let me preface. Mm -hmm. my feeling that 90s centers no other era compares not even close in terms of the number of skilled centers the quality of center play the physicality of the game and how centers were more mentally tough in the 90s era for for centers i don't think any other era compares in the least so okay uh, looking at Wilt Chamberlain on my list versus uh, who was your number uh, your number Bill,
0: four Bill Bill Russell you had on your five team you know, yeah.
1: yeah I mean both of those you know Bill obviously Bill Russell was more of a defensive player and rebounder uh, block shots Wilt Chamberlain uh, near the top of the all time scoring list was an incredible offensive player skilled guy around the rim um, yep. that's a great matchup right there it's a great matchup it is
0: and they went at it in their heyday you know I think really the difference I mean So I've got Jerry West, you've got Reggie. Uh, Neither of us had those guys on our opposing team, so to speak, Um, you know? So that's probably a pretty good matchup too. Um, I think the difference might be come down to the point guard spot at this one, whereas you had, I had Steph on my four squad, um, you know? So what do you think? I mean, slight edge to, to mine as well on this one or no?
1: I'm definitely giving your squad a little bit of an edge just because Steph Curry, what he can do with okay. the three-point shot. And quite honestly, okay. what Reggie Miller could do with the three-point shot, how uh, it would have been tough for Jerry West to guard Reggie and Isaiah Thomas trying to guard Steph. I mean, both ways. It would yep. be very difficult. But when you think about, think about the help side defense around the rim, quite honestly, I might give your squad a little bit of an edge in that department too, uh, being Bill Russell yep. um, when the guards drive to the rim. So
0: Okay. Yeah. So I took the five and four, but, you know, that's only that's the lowest two. Let's see who you Let's got on three. your three squad.
1: My number three squad is Oscar Robertson, the big O out of my hometown of Indianapolis, mm. Indiana, as the point guard. Bear D-Wade, Cat. Cincinnati Bearcat as well, of course. D-Wade was my number – was my shooting guard. At the three, Larry Legend, another Hoosier mm. from French Lick, Indiana, Indiana State University. Yes, sir. Four man was Charles – Barkley, the round mound to rebound, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was my five. What was your number threes? All right, this
0: is where, like, we really get into, like, these are, man, these are tough. So, Mm -hmm. my three, I had Magic as my number three. Dwayne Wade, we both had him at our two. Uh, My number three, small forward, was Dr. J. I had KG at Power Forward, and I had Shaq at the center spot. Dang, that KG um, yeah. Charles,
1: Charles Barkley KG matchup <laughs> right? will be incredible.
0: Well, and here's the thing. Initially, when I first looked, I'm already looking at your squad as like, wow, because you've got two, two guys on your number three squad or on my number one squad. Mm-hmm. So right there, I'm like, man, these guys, I feel like, have the edge. And additionally, I didn't have Barkley on any of my teams, and that's really the one after going back and re-looking at some of these is probably the one that I'm most – Regrettable about yeah. not having, yeah. Um, you know, so definitely. Plus, and I think Big O, I had higher as well. So I'm definitely leaning towards your squad out of the gate with this
1: one. Yeah, no doubt. Just looking, if those teams were actually on the court against each other, I wonder if the coach of your number three team, we'll just say you, would right. have would will have Kevin Garnett would have Kevin Garnett guarding Charles Barkley. I don't know. I don't I'd know probably try to have lunch.
0: him. P- put him on bird maybe yeah
1: that's what I'm thinking I would probably have KG on Larry Bird in that situation but then um, you
0: know if you got Dr. J on Barkley I think Barkley probably goes to work in the paint maybe does. I don't know
1: he definitely does but I'd be I'd be more worried about Larry Bird offensively than Dr. J right for off sure. top I would yep
0: for sure um
1: at the center position Kareem Abdul Jabbar and who did you have again Shaq you win that matchup for me yeah yeah I, mean, well, I don't. I don't I, think see, it's I don't see Kareem. I don't see Kareem. No. Yeah. Well, we just yeah. gonna have to agree to disagree on that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't see Kareem. Well, how about how about yeah. Magic
0: versus Big O? I got Magic, and you got the Big O. Goodness I mean,
1: gracious! Yeah, that one's tight. That one's extremely tight, right there. Yeah. The,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: that's a uh, con, con, little bit of a contrast. of Styles. Oscar Robertson was yep. a little bit more of an offensive player than magic mm-hmm. was but magic is going to facilitate and and we know that larry is going to run the floor with him on your squad um we know that Shaq's going to run that floor with him on yeah. your squad and that, goodness gracious dr j as well so man these are some great great matchups man
0: i th- I think you got it i'm giving I, i'm gonna i am make the call and give you this one just because of bird all right <laughs> you got Alrighty. the three squad all right, let's, All move right.
1: On. let's move on to our number twos. Who you got?
0: Number two at the point. I got the big O at point here. I got Kobe at the two. I got KD, Kevin Durant at the three. I got Giannis at the, two, at the power forward, and I got Wilt at center.
1: Okay. Uh, my squad, it's a matchup that we just had the last round. Magic Johnson is right. my number two <laughs> at the point guard position. Kobe is my shooting guard. Obviously, that's a watch. LeBron James is my small forward on the number twos. Kevin Garnett is my power forward, and Shaquille O'Neal is my center. Uh, We Mm. have a matchup in this round that we've seen countless times in recent years in the NBA finals. Talk about LeBron versus KD. We've talked about it. Right. We've seen it in real life. And quite honestly, I mean, it's it's one of those 1A versus 1B type of arguments. LeBron versus KD, they both have incredible strengths offensively. You know, with LeBron using his brawn more around the rim, KD being extremely skilled, but both of them are incredible on-ball defensive players. LeBron a little bit weaker on the perimeter, but he can defend in the post at a much higher level than KD can in terms of uh, guarding the one through five positions. That matchup Mm. right there is incredible.
0: Well, and I know we already talked about the Big O and Magic in the the last team. How about the Giannis and KG matchup?
1: Um, I, mean, I think that's a that's yeah. a pretty exciting one
0: to think about
1: it would be it would be you know just the skill set that Giannis brings to the table with the length I, I see KG sagging off of him and mm-hmm. and, and yep. forcing him into a lot of jump shots I, I gotta yep. take I gotta take KG in that matchup I yep. KG. And,
0: and, and honestly you know Wilt versus Shaq you know again you've got Shaq a little higher rated than I do um and honestly, if I'm just looking at the the stats, so to speak, on where you had your guys ranked, you didn't have Giannis on any of your teams. So I did not. again, I, I'm kind of looking at your team. I'm leaning towards your team on this one,
1: I no doubt, I I mean, as well. And I think I remember explaining Giannis. There was a, the, asterisk, the asterisk of Giannis being as young as he is, and mm-hmm. potentially. Yep. Being able to move all the way up to the number one position when it's all said and done. But for these five that I have Carl Malone, Dirk, Charles Barkley, KG, and Tim Duncan—right now I can't put Giannis above any of them on, the, on my all-time list.
0: Mm-hmm. Right yeah. now. So, well, <clears throat> that being said, I think uh, you know I think we got to give you that that team as well. So, well, let's finish head it And the JB. last team we both got—we
1: each got two teams. We got <laughs> so, two. <laughs> all right. My, my number, my number ones was obviously mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Anybody that knows me knows how I feel about Steph Curry at the point guard position, being the best point guard of all time, one of the best NBA players of all time. My two guard was Michael Jordan. One A, one B with Kobe Bryant. Could have uh, put either of them at the two spot or the one spot. Kevin Durant was my small forward. Tim Duncan was my power forward, and Akeem Olajuwon was a lumber. Excuse me, Wan was my center. Okay, um, I'm not
0: gonna. I'm gonna leave that alone about the one A, one B, Jordan, Kobe.
1: Um, Kobe. For now, Kobe. I had
0: because you left me alone earlier on one of mine. So alrighty, I alrighty. had. A, <laughs> I had. I had LeBron at my number one point guard again, as we discussed. I also had Jordan at the two. I had Larry Bird at the three. Tim Duncan, again, similar to you, and then I have Kareem. Uh, as my center, here's, so
1: here's kind of how I view your squad, JB, and just my uh-huh. opinion. If LeBron's playing point guard on a team with Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan isn't doesn't flourish offensively. Quite honestly, mm. Larry Bird, Larry Bird doesn't flourish offensively either. LeBron, mm. LeBron, LeBron's gonna hold the ball. LeBron's gonna isolate. LeBron, he will get a lot of assists, but it's gonna be on dribble drives and those type of assists that he has where like he's waiting kicks. for somebody to put the kicks to the wing. And that's not the type of game Michael Jordan would be yep. successful at. I, believe. I think you're right. Yep. Uh, go ahead. How you feel?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, just in looking at it, I think Steph, uh, although he can be at times ball dominant, the offense that they run in Golden State—if you watch them—they um, move the ball, you know, yeah. and it really—it starts through Draymond Green, I think, a lot Sorry. of times. And you've got a guy like Tim Duncan on the squad, um, and Steph and KD obviously have played together, and it right. worked well. And you throw MJ in there instead of Clay. Yeah.
1: It works well It works well because yeah. Steph, Steph plays off the ball so well. Steph Curry, out of mm-hmm. all of these 25 players on both of our lists, with the exception of maybe Reggie Miller mm-hmm. and, or Clay, off the mm-hmm. ball, nobody really compares. That's the top mm-hmm. three players, and I think that kind of goes unnoticed a lot with Steph's game and why he's able to play with other ball-dominant and superstar uh, alpha male offensive players in the NBA. He wow. can play with anybody because he wow. plays so well off the ball.
0: Wow, so if you're coaching your your top squad there, would you maybe even potentially have MJ be the ball-dominant guy?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Steph. I would have Steph maybe as the two-guard, MJ bringing the ball up the court. You know, KD on the wing, Tim Duncan. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Akeem I like Olajuwon. It. Wow. But I like it. You know, I mean, you're, I believe my number one squad does have slight edge, but your number one squad is incredible as well.
0: Well, you know, I think – Defensively, you know, I, uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but I think the flow offensively, you guys have your team has the 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 best of it. You know, yeah, I think uh, the Bird KD matchup that's intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that matchup, but yeah. we'll give it to you. We'll give you this one.
1: Alrighty, alrighty. What? You're the winner. <laughs> finally. Well, well, we, we finally got this. Not like we're ever gonna see it happen. So right. You know i i I love the the conversation i love the the list that we both made and i think that there's really no definitive it's extremely subjective extremely Mm,
0: absolutely and absolutely i
1: think we both presented incredible arguments for every player that we had on every list so we'll do another sport coming up in the near future people yep
0: yes it's coming well done
1: we'll do another sport jb let's move on to our next segment individual effort eye openers is what we're bringing back. All right. Where we highlight an individual player from a game where our eye was caught and we instantly became a fan of that player. I'm going to take it back to Mm. 2001, JB. All right. College football game between Marshall and East Carolina in the GMAC Bowl from Mobile, Alabama. Yes, one of those obscure bowl games, the GMAC Bowl. Yep. I was I a teenager, JB, who just happened to flip over to this game and I was very close to changing the channel since East Carolina was up 38 to 8 at halftime. Mm. Mm. JB, we talking about the year that the Nintendo GameCube and Xbox were released.
0: I love the GameCube.
1: Solid stuff. I was burnt out on a PS1 in these days that I had. Yeah. And I yeah. you know, we weren't in a PS2 game yet in my family, so that's uh. probably that's probably why I kept watching this game, to be honest with you.
0: Hey, hey, I, so I can make an argument that the Nintendo GameCube is the best uh, Nintendo, maybe any system out there. Mm. Just saying. Keep going.
1: Alrighty, righty. We might have to put a poll out there one day for that one. <laughs> so in the third quarter of this game, the Marshall QB, who I haven't named yet, of course, is the individual effort eye-opener player, he immediately caught my eye, flinging the ball left and right, JB, standing in the pocket on most occasions, throwing darts left and right. Eventually, Marshall tied the game at, get this, 51 in the closing seconds with a nice fade ball to the right side. Byron Byron which was the QB's name. game eventually went to double OT. This QB, Byron which threw an eight-yard touchdown pass giving his team a 64 to 61 lead. His stats at the end of the game, JB, 41 of 70 passing, 576 yards, five four TDs and two interceptions. This game to this day still holds the record for most TDs in a bowl game. 16 total touchdowns and 125 total points. Byron Lefwich left a year later, got drafted number seven by the Jacksonville Jags, and ironically was reunited with the East Carolina QB, whose name was David Girard, where they played as teammates in Jacksonville for a few years. Wow. Byron Lefwich my individual effort eye opener and I have never forgotten this man since wow that was 21 man. years ago
0: man that man yeah I this
1: is old, a, this man. is a guy who's now in line to potentially be an NFL coach
0: he is and I'm so happy for him man I was always a huge fan my bad huge head coach. fan of his yeah head coach he's getting uh he's getting some serious consideration now been working with Tom Brady for a couple years you know that's, that's right. going to help but um yeah never never really got the stick in the pros I think his uh, they always talked about his release being so long. Um, you know, it took him a while to get rid of the ball. But you remember him, like, literally breaking his leg in a college game and, like, was having linemen. Year. Yeah, Does linemen sense, carrying yeah? him up to the line. Man, that dude. That dude was a beast. So. He was. He was. I've got one that's a little bit more recent, if I may. Uh, we're going to go back to the Rolls Bowl from just this year. Um, and if anybody watched that game, that was a, that was a barn burner. Not, not quite to the extent of the, uh, the Marshall game, but um, I believe the final was Ohio State 45, Utah 42. And Ohio State came from behind in this game, playing without their top two receivers, both of whom are projected to be first-round draft picks, so they opted out. Um, and so that left a gap for Jackson Smith and Jigba who was the number three receiver. Okay. Uh, six six foot, 197, sophomore. Okay. He proceeded to uh, go off. We'll just leave it like that. 15 catches for 347 yards and three touchdowns. Mm. Um, so the 347 is a not just a Rose Bowl record, but a bowl game record. Goodness gracious. Uh, smashed Terry Glenn's Ohio State record of 253 yards also 15 catches was a rose bowl record i mean we're he's breaking records from guys like Keyshawn johnson um you know so again just a sophomore only the sky's the limit i would imagine for this kid and looking in the future i would i would think he's probably on the heisman radar heading into his junior year after a performance like that so i certainly will be on the lookout for him moving forward
1: wow Wow, wow, wow. That's all I can say. Those are some incredible numbers, and I will be on the lookout for that young man as well.
0: Pretty cool name, too.
1: Go ahead and say it for me one more time, JB.
0: Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jackson J- Smith. Go ahead. Jackson Smith and Jigba, and it's J-A-X-O-N.
1: Goodness gracious. That's a tongue twister. But you can't say that right? three times really quick. Go ahead, <laughs> no,
0: through. I'm not going to try either. All right. No. I'm, I'm okay, going okay.
1: to try, try it out, JB. All, all right. Here right, we go. go. You ready? Yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigma. Jackson Smith and Jigma. Jackson Smith and Jigma. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that was pretty good. Almost, almost had the last one. The last one I messed up a little bit. I almost had
0: Yeah. It. Man. All right. Tongue All right, twister. JB. Tongue twister tw- trials next episode. Uh, what do you got for your personal segment today?
1: I got a short personal segment today, JB. Uh, it's an okay. Australian Open preview. Oh, Australia, okay. My favorite uh, tennis major of the year. Kicked off a day ago. Down under. And um, I'm going to give a... Quick preview on the men's side and a very, very, very quick.
0: That's fine. I like it. it. It's
1: my favorite tennis major of the year, of course. And it looks like Novak Djokovic will not be able to stay in Melbourne and play. That's how I'm going to kick this off. You know, he was going back and forth because he's unvaccinated with the Australia rules in terms of the vaccination card. And play. but it looked like he had to leave the country, which means that Rafael Nadal will have the opportunity to surpass the 20 Grand Slam titles mark, which, you know, Rafael, Novak, and Roger Federer are all tied for the most all-time 20 Grand Slam singles titles. And Novak looks like the lead, man, to be able to surpass that and get number 21 down under, which is, you know, a big deal. It's a big deal. That's crazy, man. And all these
0: guys playing at the same time, you know, same era.
1: Same era. They'll have some stiff competition to beat, though, with these youngsters coming up. Daniil Medvedev, who just recently beat Novak for the U.S. Open Championship, he'll present a huge challenge. Then you also have young up-and-comers like Sasha Zverev and Stefano Tsitsipas, other top 10 extremely young players. We're talking 24 and younger, tall guys, uh, actually 24 and 23 years old, respectively. Uh, they both came very close, but neither is yet to win a Grand Slam title. Um, as far as american man with the potential to make a run there's young brandon nakashima who's um one of the top players in the world taylor fritz who i believe has the highest world ranking currently to, uh, as, at number nine or ten in the world as a young u.s men's player and my man francis tiafo is another player who at age 23 is now a veteran and has the skills to have a big year he actually made the quarterfinals back in 2019 and has played some of his best tennis down under Veterans huh. like veterans like John Isner, Jack Sock, Mackie McDonald, and Sam Querrey, given a solid draw, can make some noise too. And we always want to look out for our American players. Uh, being that we really haven't had a superstar American man in a long time, when you think back to Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras, uh, we really haven't had one. Actually, Andy Roddick would probably be the most recent. That's what I was gonna say. Was Roddick is pretty, pretty solid, but yep. since but but it's been about a decade since we've really really had a consistent American men's player, but we have some youngsters now um, who can make a run on the women's side. I'm going to keep it very brief, JB. Okay. Serena and Venus are not playing down under actually for the first time. Don't quote me on this, but in around 20 years, both of them out of the tournament. So, you know, it's kind of taking my interest level down a little bit on the women's side, but we do have some uh, young women, American Naomi wise, Osaka, Naomi Osaka, we have Sloan Stevens, Coco hmm. golf is a 17 year old from uh, American woman. And I think in the American, in the draw, the women's draw, there's 19 American women in the main draw. So wow. there's potential for players. Yeah, there's 15 American men and 19 American women. So keep an eye out for that Australian Open. Uh, it'll, be on, <laughs> it'll be on the network, ESPN network as well as other nice. channels and um there you go i'll be I'll that's be some good stuff man to, yes sir yes sir what hey and and shout
0: game? out shout out to sloan i believe sloan and josie Altador recently got married there if you I'm go not mistaken w- what a what an uh,
1: athletic what an athletic family that is
0: man that's pretty awesome and shout out to king richard if you haven't checked that movie out that's a that's a really good one i still need and, to see uh, it uh oh you haven't yeah I, check that out man i
1: still need to see it
0: and uh Tongue twister, man! Some of those names you said early on, I was like, man, we gotta, we can make a show out of some uh, yeah. tongue twister names. So that's good stuff, man. Um, I, for my personal segment, I will try to be uh, brief as well. I'm bringing back the uh, uh, inspiration in sports, the IIS uh, this week. Um, I want to talk to you about a young man named Chris Nickich. Um, some of you guys maybe have seen a story about him um, on ESPN or even CNN. Uh, Chris Nikic was the fr- he has Down syndrome, and he was at 21 years old the first person ever to complete an Ironman with Down syndrome. Now, you know, do you know what an Ironman um, triathlon is?
1: I know a little bit about it, but can you explain it to me, please?
0: Yeah, so essentially, it's a full marathon, okay, which is 26 miles. Uh, in addition, it's biking, um, I don't have the exact, I know you swim over two miles and you bike a hundred and over 140 miles. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, so it's a lot, right? I mean, your normal everyday person, uh, is not going to come close to be able to come close to completing this. Maybe NO could do it, um, but I know I certainly couldn't. So. To have somebody who has Down syndrome, you know, uh, early in his life, he had a lot of physical cognitive challenges. Um, He had open heart surgery twice when he was five months old. Mm. And maybe the biggest challenge he had is just the perception uh, that he had. He was treated differently. He talks about how he was always told that he couldn't do this or couldn't do that. Um, And when he was young, his dad, found this special olympics community in florida um he was inspired by his older sister who was very athletic and uh he's actually her hero and and really his dad is the one that really pushed him and encouraged him to say you know what you know son you can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it and he found a coach that was willing to take time and work with him uh and he really just wanted to um put in the effort and he was able to do it it was uh essentially they talk about how it's the most challenging sporting event on earth mm. um, and you know there's no real road map uh, because a down syndrome down syndrome athlete had never done it so it's a 17 hour race to complete this wow. thing can you imagine like just going for 17 hours I, I mean incredible so essentially uh, he made history um, the crowds got bigger and bigger and uh, a, he had over 2.7 million views by the end of the day. Um, turned his, changed his life, of course, um, and he's now a Special Olympics champion. It's opened doors for a lot of other um, special needs folks and folks with Down syndrome. Um, he's made 40 public, public speaking appearances since then and just helping to encourage other kids and youngsters, you know, to have a chance, you know, and not not just be told, no, you can't do it, so. Thought that was pretty awesome. I would check out the story on uh CNN or um ESPN, I know they did a great story on it as well.
1: Man, that's some great stuff, JB. I will be sure to check that out when I get an opportunity.
0: Chris Nickich. it's uh N I K I C, yes, sir. Thank you,
1: thank you for spelling that out for us, JB. <laughs> JB. <laughs> JB, what we got next?
0: All right, so we got a question that we're posed, we're gonna pose, okay? Okay, I'll let you answer first. <coughs> Essentially the it's a our pro athletes paid too much.
1: I'll just go ahead straight into it, JB. <laughs> All right. The great Steph Curry makes 40.2 million annually in terms of his basketball salary. That's let's a take lot of it, money. Let's take it it is, but let's take a step back, JB. The NBA makes money through TV, mm-hmm. merchandising, sponsorships, and tickets. Now mm-hmm. TV is where the majority of the revenue comes from when we talk about the big four leagues, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. Now, networks paying the league for the rights to air games and of course culminating with the championship levels of each league, most notably with the Super Bowl. This is one of the major ways that the NBA makes money. This is generally the way that the money amount is broken even for sports franchises. Now, mm-hmm. the sponsorship deals, ticket, stadium, and concession set sales, merchandising, are all the profiting areas for the league. So that's when they get into the positives, thus allowing the income to exceed the spending. Now, obviously, certain franchises, due to smaller, larger markets, popularity, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, have a higher and lower revenue level than others. But the salary cap comes into play here. Obviously it's called the luxury, and the luxury tax in the MLB. And what the salary cap means is the total limit that can be paid out for a team's roster. It's meant to keep the cost lower and for these sports to have a balancing competition by restricting the richer teams from buying all of the great players. So looking at it from that perspective, absolutely not. Athletes are not paid too much. There's an argument actually to be made and because of what a player like Steph Curry generates for the league monetarily, that he should even be paid more. I think it's also important to note that the salary floor, opposite the salary cap, for players and teams is important as well to maintain the balance uh, for the cheaper owners out there who don't want to play guys, pay guys a lot, and they want a ball on a budget. Mm-hmm. So you gotta play, you gotta pay players if you're really trying to win. Shout out to the Indiana Pacers. That's how I'm hey, ended
0: out. I hear you. I hear you, Mike Brown. And, and I and Oof. I
1: didn't and I didn't mean that in a positive way, shouting out the right. Indiana Pacers.
0: I hear you on that. Shout out to Mike Brown. Same deal. And uh who's our boy Castellini for the Reds. Uh, just Oh out. my
1: gosh. Why well, all my I, teams gotta be the same. Right. You know what? J- go ahead, <laughs> JB. Go ahead, I JB. am I am gonna
0: I am gonna get a hoot day in there though. Um so I mean I could almost sports dichotomy this one. Uh my answer is no. Uh, of <laughs> they're not paid too much. And right. uh, I like how you broke it down factually. I'm going to give you a little more philosophically from my perspective because, again, like you said, the owners. So imagine we don't pay the player. Where does this money go? Mm-hmm. The, then the owners just take all of it. And they're already doggone billionaires, exactly. right? So who am I? who am I to judge what somebody else is worth? I mean Straight we live up. in a capitalistic society. Straight up. Um, you know, exactly. and I think the big issue that a lot of individuals have is we do ourselves a disservice when we're always comparing ourselves to others and envying mm. what they make, what they have. So, you know, worry Haters. about leaders.
1: Uh, yeah. Haters. Worry
0: about worry about what you can control. I mean, if I if if you can get that money, then that's awesome. Celebrate it. Uh, don't hate people for being successful right exactly and it's an easy way to make yourself miserable and angry um, so just try to focus on being the best you can be and be grateful what you do have of course everybody love to make millions you know doing what they do but there's a reason I mean these guys don't just roll out of bed when they're kids and become you know the best at what they do like they put a lot of work <laughs> and uh, time and like there's a lot that goes into that so more power to them and I just want to finish with, you know, I have a quote from John Wooden. I love John Wooden. And, uh, you know, I think he has a great philosophy, not only for coaching, but for life. Uh, and he was at one point asked, I'll just read this to you. It says, he responded to a question regarding a large salary that an NBA player was making compared to what coach had earned. And coach's response was, he may know what it's like to earn a million dollars, but I know what it was like to be able to get a good meal for 25 cents. There you go. Ne- neither of us should envy the other in this regard. Absolutely. So, again, I that's my that. perspective. Don't hate.
1: If you want the owners to have to be trillionaires, yeah, then go ahead and keep hating. Yeah. Absolutely. That's not how it's supposed we didn't,
0: to be. And we didn't plan that. We didn't premeditate we didn't, that no, either. we
1: did not. We did not.
0: <laughs> All right. We got, uh, we got some updates to talk about here or what?
1: Go ahead and kick it off, JB. What you update?
0: All right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do a little midseason NBA update. Uh, We are about oh shoot, it's about exactly a month away from uh from the All Star game, you know, and, and when we get to the NBA All Star game, it's really. heading towards the finish line at that point. We're, right, You're we're starting.
1: right at the midpoint of the season right now.
0: Yep. So I'm just going to give you a quick run through some of the standings, some of the uh, shout-outs to players. Now, surprisingly to me, uh, you know, you've got the Chicago Bulls leading in the East. Um, there you go. That, now, they've been struggling a bit lately. Um, however, they've got DeMar DeRozan and Levine, Zach Levine both in the top six scoring in the league. So obviously carrying that team. Not sure how long that can continue. Um, and I certainly foresee the Nets who are right now sitting in the three spot with Kyrie actually getting to play some now. Uh, I believe 11 out of the next 12 games are road games in which he will get to play in. Um, so I would foresee them making a run. Now, that being said, um, all time, you know, when Kyrie, Harden, and KD play together, they were only 11-3 and three at one oh. point when I look. So... Not necessarily the unbeatable uh, <laughs> squad that you may think. Now, maybe that's because they haven't played a ton together yet. Yeah, but
1: ding, 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 ding. That's the reason. Right. Um,
0: <laughs> so, a few players, before I get any further on the list, a few players having some great years. Of course, KD averaging nearly 30 a game. Rudy Gobert, 70% field goal percentage. Mm. You got Joe Harris shooting over 47% from three for the wow. Nets. Um, of course, you know, some of your leaders for the MVP race, you've got uh, Jokic again, just all around, Giannis, uh, Trey Young, KD, and my man, Steph Curry. I should say your man, Steph Curry. Um, and to touch on some uh, sneaky and sport important stats, the plus-minus leaders, uh, you got Steph Curry leading the way at 418, plus 418.
1: There you go. Rudy,
0: go- Rudy Gobert, plus 389. Uh, and some surprising guys on there. Clark Jordan Clarkson, very high on the list. Uh, Bridges and Paul together with the Suns. Giannis, and how about Darius Garland for Cleveland, one of the breakout players this year, uh, which has the currently has the Cleveland Cavs sitting at the four spot in the East. Yeah, That's can. right, the Cavs are the four seed currently, tied with the Bucks. Uh, Giannis was out for a bit. Uh, currently, the Miami Heat in second. Um, which, again, uh, you know, are they pretenders? Are they, they going to make a run again? Tyler Hero averaging 20 a game uh, with uh, Butler. Uh, you got the 76ers at the sixth spot with Embiid. Not sure if he can last the whole season. And then we get down to some of the teams that are kind of shuffling here and there. Um, you got the Hornets with uh, LaMelo, Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward. Uh, You got the Raptors making a run. Van Fleet's having himself a heck of a year. Uh, Wizards, not sure how much you trust with just Bradley Beal. Not sure what's going on with the Celtics. Um, I think talent-wise, you know, they should be higher than the 10 spot. Uh, So that's the Eastern Conference right now. Moving to the West, the Suns uh, made a run late. They're up in the one spot. You know, are they going to make a repeat from last year and make it back to the finals? My head's telling me no. Uh, but that's to be seen with the Warriors in the two spot getting Clay back. I think once he really gets his legs back under him, I foresee them making a big run. Of course, Steph having an MVP caliber year and uh, some up-and-comers on that team. And uh, who's, uh, who's homie on there that's uh, uh, Wiggins Wiggins having a Oops, really yeah. good year for them as well? Yep. Uh, you got the Jazz at three with uh, Mike Conley if he can stay healthy. To go along with Mitchell, they could certainly make a run. The Grizzlies in the four spot, they have been on fire. Ja Morant really making a case this year for, uh, I believe he's voted to start the All-Star game. I mean, he's taking his game to the next level. Um, The Mavs sitting at the five. You know, can Luka put a run together? He's uh, not gotten a whole lot of uh, help come playoff time. Uh, We've got the Nuggets in the six spot. Timberwolves in the seventh spot currently with uh, Towns and uh, who claims to be the best shooting big man of all time I think he's smoking something he and D'Angelo Russell are, and then the eighth uh, eighth and ninth you've got the LA teams um obviously the Lakers that's a bit of a head scratcher with some of the guys on that team Clippers Kawhi has been out so I think once he gets back we could see them make a run as well so um yeah, some familiar faces and some new ones. I'm excited to see how it turns out.
1: That's good stuff, JBL. Sean add a couple tidbits in there. Carl Anthony Towns. Please, please do. Anthony Towns. Just real quick, Carl Anthony Towns is a 41% three-point shooter, but when I look at teams like the Timberwolves, when you start winning, then you can start talking. I'll just put it like that. Yeah. Um and going back to the Warriors, you know, you talked about Andrew Wiggins having an incredible season. Did you know that Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole averages seventeen points a game? Wow. That's another random the Golden State Warriors have to be the best NBA franchise, put maybe all time at developing talent. Mm. Nobody nobody compares. And then you already have when you think about Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay. None of yep. none of them came into the NBA guaranteed to be a star. None of them came into the NBA looked at as that person's going to be a star.
0: Yeah, I would say a combo between talent evaluation and and absolutely development there. That's right. They're, they're hands down. Nobody, nobody, nobody compares. Nobody compares maybe to the, the Maybe State the State Spurs, Warriors. maybe the Spurs in the 2000s, you know, some of the guys that they got and the run yeah. that they made, but they uh yeah, yeah they the there's nobody close.
1: The Warriors have overtaken that, JB. All righty, let me give a quick college basketball update. Yes. My boys, the Purdue Boilermakers men's basketball team, they got humbled a couple times in the early conference portion of the college basketball season with a couple losses. But I'm here to tell you that January losses are normal for every college basketball team, especially in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. has the nation's top three scorers. Yes, the top three scorers in the nation, Keegan Murray from Iowa, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin and Kofi Coburn of Illinois are the top three scores in the nation. There is no shame wow. in losing Big Ten games. And never will you see me as a Purdue fan worried about the Purdue Boilermakers losing games in the Big Ten in January and February. Now, if we start losing in March, you know, before the NCAA tournament, then I'm going to be a little bit worried. But I understand the gauntlet that is college basketball, especially in a conference like the Big Ten, having so many good teams like it does. I mean, I you know you're gonna lose games. When you talk about Purdue, Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan State, who actually just lost at home game to Northwestern. When you talk about uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, all of these teams, the Big is gonna get eight to 10 teams in the NCAA tournament. There's no shame in losing. Mm. Moving on to the Big 12, it's very strong as well. It's a top-heavy conference with three projected number one seeds right now in the NCAA tournament. We're talking Baylor, Iowa State, and Kansas. Texas Longhorns can ball as well in that conference, and it drops off a bit after those uh, teams. Out West, in the Pac-12, we have Arizona. USC and UCLA look to be battling it out for the Pac-12 crown. Down in the SEC, Kentucky, Bama, LSU, and Tennessee are all top 25 teams from the Southeastern Conference. With good not too much, good old SEC, not too much separation on those squads, as I'm seeing a theme here with very deep power conferences. Miami yep. and Louisville are surprisingly at the top of the ACC right now early in the conference season, but I think Duke and UNC are going to grind it out as the season moves along and be heard from in a major way. Um, and what I see of sort of a down year for the ACC, uh, yeah, not, it's not weird, weird, right? teams at the top. The Big East has a lot of depth with potentially eight teams getting in the dance, but there's not really mm-hmm. a standout team with the exception of Illinois. They're deep but not super top heavy. Um kind of kind of the opposite of uh, the Big 12 and the SEC. Okay. And and there you go in terms of power conferences. You no know, going to hold off this time on, you know, the kind of lower conference teams that are mid-majors that I talk about from time to time. Gonna hold off on that and I'll bring right. that back sometime in the near future, but there's your power conference update from College basketball.
0: Well, I, uh, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think Coach K is gonna go out quietly in his last year. But that's awesome. I'm excited. We're getting, uh, get, really getting down to it in hoop seasons.
1: We are, we are, JB. Alrighty. Well, well, it's, it's time uh, for what that, we got
0: going on next.
1: It's, it's that time of the show. We got no nose reversal.
0: No nose. Oh. Well, let's hope I can perform better than I did last time.
1: <laughs> Here's how it's going to go, JB. First, I'm going to give ask JB a personal question. And then we'll put a famous team on the clock. And JB will name as many players off that team's roster as he can in a minute. And then we'll do name that player. while will give obscure facts about a famous athlete. And JB will try to name the player. You ready, JB?
0: Yeah. Hashtag try.
1: Hashtag try. <laughs> all right, let's go the question that i have for jb it's kind of a two-part question do you feel like the cincinnati bearcats college football team proved they belong in the college football playoffs why or why not
0: um i feel like they didn't necessarily do themselves any favors with the way that they performed offensively so i'd probably say no um Mm-hmm. And and that's begrudgingly because I'm a huge fan, but just watching from what I what I saw, the offense looked scared, tentative. Um, you know, looks like looked like guys could not get open. Uh, I think the defense played well and held their home held their own. Um, Fickle being a defensive guy, um, I knew that he would have them prepared for sure. Uh, granted, they did end up giving up a decent amount of points, but they they kind of played a bend it bend but don't break style. And, you know, I believe the final was what, 20, was it 26 or something? To, is that what they gave up? And realistically, yeah. most games in a college bowl game, if you, if you hold the other team, especially Alabama, uh, to that amount of points, I think that that's a win. But they just really offensively felt flat, and it was a pretty big disappointment. So I, I'd have to say no, unfortunately.
1: All righty. There you have it, from a Cincinnati Bearcats yeah. fan.
0: Now I hope that that doesn't, you know, hinder future teams from getting an opportunity. Right, I hope maybe right. maybe they'll take Inno's suggestion and uh, change up the way we do things in the future. But I'm not holding out. I'm not holding my breath on that one as of yet.
1: All righty, JB. All right. Okay, it's time to put a team on the clock. Actually, it's going to be a couple of teams. I'm gonna change it up a little bit today. JB with a minute on the clock. Please name as many players off the twenty sixteen NBA finals Warriors and Cavs roster. Oh, that's a good
0: call. Okay.
1: That's the seven that's the seventy-three and nine Warriors versus the upset-minded Cavs 2016 NBA Finals. You have a minute on the clock and it starts in three two one go
0: all right lebron james jr smith kyrie irving uh then you had all right steph curry clay thompson kevin durant draymond green mm-hmm. andre aguadala hey,
1: nicely done
0: um livingston um, nice, nice nine. What's the
1: dude? Keep What's up, that JB, dude? Keep it, up. Keep uh, it
0: up. I'm trying to think of bench players now. Uh, Thompson for the Cavs. Um, Tristan Thompson. Oh, that's 10. Tristan JB, Thompson. Keep, keep working. Keep Who working. else played? Uh, uh Valentine. Oh, uh, uh, Kev- Kevin Love. There, there you go. Um, uh, I was, I was about to give you a hint. Oh, yeah. Valentine's <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so, Valentine's My bad, say. JB. You got, got twenty okay.
1: seconds. Got eleven. All
0: right. Um, let's see. You had Kyle Korver. Um, I believe was he off the bench still? Uh, um,
1: Cal Corver, Corver was not on that team. Ah, uh,
0: okay. Um, right. Five seconds left, JB. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling now. I can't think of the names. I can picture some guys. All righty. I like that. That was a good one. I like yeah. that idea. Yeah,
1: let me get, let me give you some key names. Obviously, you got Please. most of the big names. We got. Let's go with the Cavs. You got Matthew Della Channing That's Bob. who I
0: couldn't – daggone it. I couldn't yep. think of his
1: name. The All-See himself, Kyrie, LeBron, Richard Jefferson, Dante Jones, James Jones, Kevin Love, Timothy Mozgov, Iman Shumpert, J.R., Tristan, ah. Mo Williams. Then Shumpert. on the Warriors roster, Leandro Barbosa, Harrison, oh. Harrison Barnes was the three-man, Andrew yes. Bogut was the big, Ian Clark, Steph Curry, Festus Azili, Draymond Iggy, Sean Livingston, as you got James Michael McAdoo, Brandon Rush, Maurice Spates was a big man off the bench. Clay and Anderson Verizal.
0: Yeah, man. I could not think of, uh, I forgot about Bogut and I couldn't think of um,
1: McAdoo. I
0: forgot Verizal ended up being on there. That's funny. Hey, that dude.
1: 11 was not bad. Not bad at all. I'll take it. I'll take on it. On the spot. All righty, JB. Now we got to name that athlete. I'm ready. I think. I'm going to start giving you some, some stats about an athlete and I think you're gonna get it I'll, this okay. is one of my favorite athletes of all time
0: okay that tells me
1: something there he's a 5'8 soccer player from Ontario California he's okay. a wing slash forward who won 6 MLS cups and is the all time leader in assists in the MLS
0: this be Landon Donovan
1: Hey, nicely hey. done. It didn't take you go. long at all. The only player in US men's national team history to reach 50 goals and 50 assists and is a wow. four and is a four-time winner of the U.S. Soccer Athlete of the Year, JB. This man I, this man is only 39 years old. So yeah. if there's a slight chance he could be that old head on on the oh, on that man. team next year, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Landon probably He's still has a lot in the tank.
0: Yeah, he could. I think he could get out there and give you fifteen minutes. Come on now, JB. What's, uh, and what's Clint ahead. doing?
1: <laughs> he could I, do some free well, kicks. Josie, maybe you know. Landon actually came into stardom like worldwide twenty years yeah. ago. That two thousand two oh, World man. Cup. It was the two thousand two World Cup, JB. Twenty We're years old, ago, man. We are We're old. <laughs> We are.
0: All right. Well. That was fun, man. I did a lot better that time. Appreciate it. You did, it. And, you did uh, man. And you got landed Donovan like
1: in like you got Landon Donovan pretty quickly. I think that might have been a record.
0: That was a saw you that was you tossed that one up for me.
1: <laughs> um, All right, JB. Yeah,
0: thank you guys. Uh, keep listening. We encourage it. We check out the web. The uh, sorry, the uh, Instagram page. Um, you know, hit us up. Emails n o and jb sports pedigree at gmail.com. And uh, we love the feedback. And we, uh, we appreciate you guys continuing to support.
1: Yes, we do. And we'll see you guys later.
0: All right. Have a good one. Thanks.
1: Bye-bye. Check it. Keep pushing forward when the lights dim, the flame still burns when the night yeah. ends, so it's time to get animated promptly, my passions connotated as anger, wrongly, since I'm as real as it gets, I won't take that, might spew a couple of words I won't take back, I'll be the thug who seems to bring charm, check, check my skin, skin. Yeah. in the US I'm seen as that regardless, okay. docile harmless, emblematic